Hello, I am here with Annie Monez, who is the founder and operator of Gaia's Healing Community, and that is centered in Saratoga Springs, New York. But Annie does a lot of her business online remotely and healing remotely as well. So Annie, why don't you start by talking about yourself and your business? And thank you so much for joining me today. For having me, Amanda. Um, well, I, I awakened about, started awakening about seven years ago. So um, at that time I had had my Reiki attunements. It was doing Reiki and, um, but it didn't resonate completely with me. So um, as time went on, I found the modality, which is called uh, reconnective healing or the reconnection. And that modality really spoke to me. Um, it's more of a universal energy of source coming in. Um, and just uh, doing the healing for the person that is looking for it. Or it's called another um, application is called the reconnection, which is where you actually connect the person's meridian lines to, um, to the, uh, the chakras and ley lines of the planet and to the astral and uh, universal field. So it, uh, once I had those things, um, done to me. And then I was starting to do that to others. I was like, wow, this connection is really universal. And it really connects you deeply into the universal system. And um, the reconnection can only be done once in a lifetime. So it's a two day process. And um, once you get it, that's it, you're done. And, and I've seen so many clients like come on board so quickly. Uh, afterwards, they like rechange their lives, they do what they want to do in life instead of waiting for the time for it to be that they think that it's supposed to happen and stuff. So yeah, it's really a great experience. And um, yeah, and of course, you know, like in these times, it's whenever someone's called to come and get one of those reconnective healings or the reconnection. And, um, and then we go from there. So yeah, I'm very happy to do that. And uh, I'm so excited that my awakening did come. Um, it was a little, uh, which we can talk about. It was a little, uh, uh, difficult. Well, they all are, right? <laughs> yeah. The universe, hey, it's time to wake up. And you're like, well, how does that happen? Mm, well, you're not waking up fast enough. So we're going to do what we need to do. And sometimes it's a very big challenge. And sometimes it comes in, you know, medical type situations, things where you have to let go of death, let go of fear, all those kind of things. So yeah, so, um, so it was, it's, it's been an interesting voyage, but I wouldn't change anything because I love exactly where I am right now in life. So I love that you said that and you didn't sugarcoat it because it's absolutely true. The awakening is if somebody's sugarcoating it, like you're going to be healed and everything's all going to be wonderful, then it's probably, not, it's probably not true uh, because you're so right. And that happened with mine too. Like you, you do, you feel this, it, it's the paradox of this most amazing healing and these profound experiences, but you're really purging and deep diving into those deep, deep wounds and the deep healing that we thought we all had healed. And then when you come into awakening, it's like, no, we barely touched the surface on those things. And it's not even, I wouldn't even say it's for people who've had extreme trauma because th this world has been traumatic for everybody. So anybody who awakens is going to have that experience, which isn't a bad thing, which I love that you said that. Right. Um, no, it's the, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it's a bad thing. It's like, I had already been seeking my awakening. Um, since I was a child, I knew there was something a little different where I, like me being connected to a, a collective consciousness that was higher than myself was kind of like always there. Um, and so when I, you know, got older and life was more, a little bit more settled, I was like, oh my God, I got awakened in this lifetime. And like, there was kind of like this pressing feeling, 
But I also feel it's because Gaia, our planet, has already ascended into the fourth density, which is the fifth dimension. And so therefore her vibrational frequency is higher. And now humanity is having to catch up to that because you don't want to be on a planet that doesn't resonate at the same level as you. Now she will accommodate, you know, lower and higher frequencies by all means, but on the overall projection, it's up for it's up to humanity to really collaborate with Gaia to be able to participate on this planet because as, you know, humans, you know, having this, uh, you know, this journey, let's say, um, in a human form that we're perceiving it as human, we are created from Gaia and Gaia is our mother and she is the one that conducts the energies and all the flows of everything on this planet. So it's super important to calibrate with her. And one of the things I've done since my awakening is I really like redid my life. I said, well, I'm going to world school my youngest. We're going to travel around the world. We're going to go to vortexes and chakras and um, different places because I feel like that is my job is to go to places on the planet to realign with that uh, vortex or energy field. And um, there's this this energetic exchange that happens when I'm in different places and um but it's not all like it's not all peaches and cream people think oh you know like you're going to a vortex you're gonna feel so good yeah there might be an earthquake the next day there might be a volcano the next day like these kind of things are things that happen because Gaia is constantly expanding herself she's a human organism that's constantly feeling everything right so she she has volcanoes she has earthquakes she has you know weather patterns storms all these things right so it, it, it becomes part of like the divine neutrality, neutrality and balance of our planetary system and ourselves. So um, it's important to say, okay, I'm going to go to these places, but I'm not going to alter them in any way. I'm simply going to be there in my presence and share my energy. And then that part of the planet will share whatever it wants to share with you. So, um, so yeah, so it's been super exciting. I've been loving traveling around the world and enjoying, uh, you know, Gaia and all the vortex and energy. And it's so different. Like every energy uh, vortex is different. Every chakra is different. Every ley line is different. It's like, you get like this cool experience. I mean, they had a weird, weird negative experience in the vortex that sucks energy into the ground rather than out. So, you know, so it's just fun to go to these places and experience it. And and you do, you get, you know, sometimes I can't sleep for a day or two because it's so much energy, but, yeah. you know, eventually integrated, but it's, it's fun stuff. Well, and for people who are listening that are, are like, what do you mean energy? Because, you know, unless you've had a Reiki attunement or you're a healer, a lot of people may not experience energy and be energy sensitive. And when you're standing in the middle, you know, when you're standing in the ley line or you're on a vortex and people are like, how would, how do you know that? Oh, you can feel it. You can feel it. And it's phenomenal. And I love what you said about the earth, um, the earth and the different frequencies, because when we start to heal and we start to awaken and we come into greater resonance with her frequency, those energies don't feel so intense. Sometimes they feel very light, light filled and blissful and ecstatic. I'm, I'm sure you've had the experience. I mean, you can even look over the past couple of weeks of some really amazing moments, just feeling the energy of the planet when you're energy sensitive. And again, there are those ups and downs, but that ecstatic bliss is not something that you can explain very well. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's the best way I could say it. it's the moments of awe, right? When you're in Gaia, and you're looking at her or feeling her um, and, you know, or the elements, you know, and 
you're like, you have this overwhelming feeling of joy and awe at the presence of what you're in. And, and the interesting part of awakening that I found was that you first have to release yourself. So you have to die before you die. You have to release all your family members. You have to release the reality that you might not be here anymore and that it's okay, you know? And once you release all those programs and attachments, then you're like, well, why am I staying? Like, I know how it feels to be with the one divine source. And so why should I play this little journey and game here, right? And then starts the reintegration system, which is reintegrating that you picked this journey, therefore it has value. And since it has value, then you need to see how are you going to redevelop that with a all as one mentality, right? You are part of this creation. This creation is part of you. You should respect that you are here on this planet. And that's when I started realizing how beautiful Gaia was. And she started like, like talking to me more and more, not talking verbally, but like, you know, the wind would caress and the, mm-hmm. the sun would fe- fall upon my face. And I'd feel like, oh, I need to, you know, ground and I need to be around the trees. I need to smell the flowers. And then I realized how lucky we are to actually have picked this journey because we pick our reality and pick this experience on this planet. This planet is a beautiful planet and um, being able to go out there and feel her and see her and be with her is just such a gift. And so part of that awakening process is re-realizing that. And I think that, you know, I think a lot of people are awakened now because they understand that we have to save this planet. We can't keep destroying this planet. We keep, we have to really be proactive so that we and all other future generations have the ability to have the experience on this planet. Because if, you know, if we destroy this planet, then the experience can't be had here anymore, you know? So, right. um, so it's that, that kind of thing. But yeah, the reintegration part is, um, because I was always very astrally, like I was thinking out there with, you know, energy and the cosmos and, and uh, grounding was always like a big thing. So I really had to, my awakening really ground, like it made me stay outside for hours at a time. It made me hug trees. It made me sleep on the ground. It's like I had to ground, 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 ground to say, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. And I need to like really fit in because when you are very energy oriented, like you said, like you become more of a person that wants to be more out there, experiencing out there, <clears throat> instead of like enjoying what you have right here, you know? So um, so I learned that, okay, grounding is super important to maintain a human experience. Yeah, absolutely. And otherwise you are flying around in the stars and you're not experiencing the beautiful, majestic, you know, it's, it's a heaven. It's a heaven here. We just haven't uncovered that it's a heaven here. And a lot of people haven't. And it's that what you're talking about, it's like you're shifting into a completely different reality, a completely different level of consciousness that your awareness and understanding of how you interact with that reality completely changes. And the, the most important piece here, I think, is that until we do it within as individuals, the planet is not going to heal. We're going to continue that toxicity that was inherited, that we inherited. I always say that um, we were the descendants, but not anymore. We're the ascendants now. We're the ascendants. Um, They descended it to us and we're going to ascend out of it. Um, And we've evolved. We obviously naturally have evolved, but um, there's something really exciting about this hundred years right now that's happening. That's this beautiful window 
um, and people that I never would have suspected to awaken our awakening. And it's, it, it's a really exciting time for us to really start taking responsibility for our reality, for our mm-hmm. reality. And right. Like, and, you know, go ahead. <laughs> like you said, like, you know, and I think that, you know, we've, we've lived in the programs for so long that people think that reality should look a certain way. And until you look outside the box and really experience things outside the box. And I think like traveling is one of those things because you get to see other people, other ways of life, other cultures, other, you know, environments. And it gives you a a broader perspective how like we are all one. We don't live in one little cookie cutter program. And the release of those programs is what sets us free. And, um, and, you know, I also think a lot of the children, you know, like, you know, for maybe the last 20, 30 years, you know, have been born without that original karma. And they are like new souls that have come into this system. So they've raised the vibrational frequency of the planet. And so the way they view the world is completely different than, let's say, older, you know, individuals. And, um, but it, so it's really uh, kind of, causing more of a contrast right so as as the contrast is happening people are having to readjust their programs and rewrite their programs so we're really at a stand at a place where we're really evolving into a new um human type of understanding and and that's why there's a lot of division right because there's division because people don't want to let go of the old they think the old has served them you know but in, safe. in but it's yeah, awful. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not going to be helpful in the long run because mm-hmm. I, I, I tell you know when I talk to people and they're willing to hear it, I'm like, well, you know, either you're going to adapt to Gaia's vibration or you're going to have to leave the planet. These are the options. Like it might not be now, but at some point, you're not going to resonate with it. like it's like it, it's like if you go into a city, right? And your energy just doesn't match the city's energy. You're like, oh, I don't feel good here. I feel kind of oppressed and, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see that city, right? So, like, it's the same thing, right? Like, we have to be happy on our planetary system to be able to adapt to the new frequencies that's our that's going on on the planet and uh, rise to the occasion. Uh, so, um, so yeah, it's very important to like look at that and say, okay, you know, that's what I need to do. Um, so yeah, so it's, 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 it's very interesting times we live in. And I think a lot of us, um, that, you know, we might, we might call wanderers, we might call light bringers, like, you know, people do put names on things, not necessary, but we do. Um, we came here for this specific time to see this transition happen, you know, to see this essential process come to fruitation and then for the expansion to occur. So it's super exciting to watch it and know, and to be awake enough to know that it's happening. And you're like, wow, this is great. Like I chose a great time to come to this system and really enjoy my experience here. And, um, and like, for me, I do think this is my last experience on this planet and it might be this planet as it is now, maybe this planet will be different and I would consider it a different type of planet. But I do think that this is my last journey to what we call earth. Um, so I'm, I'm going to, you know, enjoy it completely to the most, uh, that I can, because, um, I love this planet. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. She's so giving. And, you know, I, 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 you know, like I'm in Kauai, Hawaii right now. And this island is, she just like talks to me. It's like a second home. I feel like 
all the energy here is just so beautiful and pure and wonderful. And um, yeah, so it's like, it always calls me back like, oh, come back and be with me because I could feel your energy. <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of like, it's kind of like cells in the body, like we are her cells almost. And, and when we truly connect and understand that we're connected to all the other cells too, it's, um, it's, a, it's a very powerful unity experience that happens. And a lot of people that, you know, are working inside or can't get outside a lot. I often say, just go outside and walk for five minutes, five minutes. And it completely changes, especially when you're energy sensitive. I'm sure you've experienced this too, but it's just like the light gets turned back on again. It's amazing. And then like, you're talking about this beautiful dance that happens. And then you, you, you know, you have, you might be struggling with something and then the two, the two birds fly by and give you the answer to the question you were having. It's just this very divine connection that she does. She starts talking to you. She starts interacting with you. It reminds me of the movie Moana. I I think you have kids, don't you, Annie? Um, Yeah. The movie Moana, where she's just like, she becomes one with, with her and, and the ocean and it's, it's powerful. And until it's very hard for people to integrate what we're talking about though, until they can experience it. And I think the more Anybody who goes outside and walks in the woods is going to experience it, whether they're energy sensitive or not, um, I, I believe. So, you know, back to the children. And I, I used to work in the schools. I was a, a school administrator and school counselor for many years. And you're absolutely right. And the tricky part is, is these children are, um, they're so, they're so divine and they're so wise and they're fast thinking. They think so fast that when it's interesting, because I think a lot of the older generations are struggling to understand how to get them to do things, how to get them to interact. But what I found is that they are so wise. They have so much to teach us. Like if we open the box for them, instead of trying to keep them in that, you know, that box that we try to keep them into, to to program them into society, basically, right? When we can open that box and let them be creative, what they come out with, it just blows my mind. They're these beautiful spiritual beings that I think the tricky part with this generation is they have trouble grounding. Just like you said in the beginning, they have trouble grounding. And um, like you'll see with autism and ADHD, that need for movement and that need for um, sometimes spinning or, um, or stimming, for example. And I think a lot of that is they're energy sensitive and they're feeling these energies. And then they feel, like you said, when you go into the city, they feel the energies of those who are not, um, in a love vibration and it creates angst for them. And I think it's been very hard for them to ground, but I think they are going to absolutely change this planet in a really beautiful way. Yeah. I mean, currently my, my youngest is 13 and, um, it's interesting because um, I try to like e- leave it all extremely expansive and open for him, but yet he propels him twel- propels himself towards programs, towards mm-hmm. limit, towards boxes that don't exist, but that he wants to create for himself. You know, um, and it was interesting because we had this quick conversation this week, and he's like, "Well, mom." All I know is traveling. You've been traveling with me for like five years and 
Um, and that's all I know. So um, you, on the other hand, haven't been traveling. Like I have always traveled, but not as extensively as I have. So I want to keep doing that. So it's interesting, like looking at it from his perspective, like what has his, is, yes, it's yeah. reverse, right? And it's interesting to see the struggle where like he wants to be all science oriented. He doesn't want to talk about energy and, you know, freestyle kind of, you know, stuff like, um, no, no, there's conformity, there's programs, there's experiments, there's this, there's that, there's facts about this, you know, like, uh, so, so, but, but I think what I've learned the most from my experience with him so far is that I need to allow him to have his journey as whatever, which way he wants it, because the key to being a universal person and being at one with all that is, is to not show judgment in any way. It's to allow whatever happening to, to be, because that's the journey the person has decided to create for themselves. So it's super important to get to the point where you are, uh, you are divine neutrality. You are divine neutrality and you can't impose, um, you know, you're, of course you have to keep them safe. You have to make sure they eat, you know, as a person that has children or works with children, you have to meet their basic needs, right? Cause that's the law uh, of the land. So we do that, but everything else is really, it's, it's been a very interesting journey because uh, um, I have three children, two are adults and, and the change of how I parent now compared to how I parented out is so different. And yet, you know, now I have a child who like, is like, no, I do want some rules. I do want some, you know, things in place, you know, instead of like, I'm like free flow, you know, right, right. <laughs> it's so, it's so interesting, you know, and, uh, and the other thing I, I realized at one point is we were traveling through the, other, the United States and I love mountains. Mountains is where my spirit is. And so I would stop at all these mountains in Utah and Arizona and I'd be looking at them and I'd be like, oh God, isn't this amazing? He'd be like, yeah, it's just another mountain. And, but I was like superimposing that if he wasn't having a good time, I couldn't have a good time. Mm. So I was like, okay, why am I doing that? Like feelings are his, his journey is his, mine is mine. So I started to like detach myself from that emotional attachment to him that he had to have a good time. And I just started to experience everything on my own level. And um, if he wanted to experience, he could, but like, it's fine. I started becoming more like, okay, well, if you don't want to get out of the car and look at this, that's fine. That's, mm -hmm. you know, you know, um, and uh, so we have to like understand that everybody is on their journey at a different level and okay. every, yeah, and everybody's yeah. correct, even if it seems like it's horrible, it's a horrible or, path. Yeah, not in um, resonance with you, it doesn't mean yeah. it's wrong, yeah. <laughs> right? full, of pain and full of distress and full of fear, you know, but it's everyone's individual journey and, and we are sovereign beings. We are sovereign. We are the one infinite creator having a human experience. So therefore no creation or experience is wrong. Even if it seems to be the worst thing in the world, like, you know, murder, this, that, like it is still the infinite one having an experience. So we can't deny that every experience has merit. Um, now, you know, what is right, what is wrong? It's really divine neutrality, you know, divine neutrality and balance of the systems of energy is really the key to the expansion of our evolution. You know, we, we can think of ourselves as humans, but I feel like we are infinite source and as ne we've never left source. We are simply projecting realities into existence. And we've Hologram. done, so 
Yeah. <laughs> Bob of creating the senses and human body and all these systems of matter that we are just like, whoa, we're so powerful. Yeah, yeah, we are because we can project something so powerful that it feels real, you know, and at this level, it is real. But at the higher level, it's not real. It's just simply, you know, matter creating at a frequency, right? So that's creating an illusionary type of experience. Um, so, so that's why when when my awakening happened and I came to the realization that I was source itself, just as you are, just as that rock is, everything is source and that we are having an experience that we create for ourselves. We are never victims. We are sovereign creators of our reality. That's a really big pill for a lot of people to swallow. And it's very hard because the power is scary. It really yeah. is at first to really, to really swallow that pill. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, so-and-so didn't hurt me. I chose for that person to hurt me. Why did I choose for that person to hurt me? What was the lesson I learned? What was the program I needed to dissolve? Like, you know, these are all big questions. When we can blame someone else, then that makes it so much easier because then we're not taking accountability for what we've created. And when it, um, yeah, when we're projecting our trauma and it, it's hard to see it until you go really, 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 really deep. And it's like, whoa, wow, wow. <laughs> and it's, but it's so liberating once you get to the point that you have awakened enough that you understand you are the creator of your reality and you are manifesting every moment in your reality there's so much liberation there but there's also responsibility because you can manifest something just as negative as positive so you have to be in control of your emotional state you have to be able to really look at things and say i want to create the best version of my reality. I don't want to feel hate or um, jealousy or these types of things. So you really have to really be almost like a magician of your own being, you know, a scientist yeah. of your yeah. consciousness. Yeah. 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 As the observer and experimenter. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, you know, that's why a lot of these, you know, um, you know, different modalities are coming out that, you know, it's more about the consciousness of how we behave, how we do things and, um, you know, the social emotional intelligence, right? Starting to create that rather than like these fear factors. Fear is, is useless. It's absolutely useless. Now for a child to not touch a stove. Yes. Okay. We create danger little... and fear, right? Yeah. yeah. Different. Yeah. But mm -hmm. the fear of like living fear of this fear of things that haven't even occurred. And the thing is, when people have fear, they're actually manifesting that fear into reality. So if people could put that energy into like love, what do I want to create and put that energy into that? Imagine what the world would be. Flip it. Yeah. Right. And, and it's, it's tricky when you recognize that that's when you, you start to become aware of that and you're trying to invert it back you know, the right way um, versus the, the fear and the creating the, I call them hellscapes instead of creating your dreamscape. Um, sometimes you, a lot of times you don't even know you're doing it because it's so embedded. It's such a habit that it's like, until, until you saw it happen outside of you, the result of what you were thinking, it's like, Oh boy, I got to pull this back. I I call, um, I've seen, I've seen other people call them timelines where you're, you're going down, you're, you had a fear thought and you're going down this timeline that it's like Alice in the rabbit hole. Right. And you can go there, but it's going to somehow manifest in front of you. So let's pull it back 
jump the timeline and jump into the other version of how we would rather it go. And when we can truly take our power back and do that, it's a game changer. It's a full-blown game changer. Yeah, and, and I think like in the awakening process, what happens with that is, um, so the biggest point of awakening is to quiet the mind. The mind is useful for everyday tasks, even planning, but it's detrimental to your higher self and your higher level of vibration. So we have the mind, body, and the higher self, right? So once you awaken the mind, that's why meditation is kind of a key to awakening because you're quieting the mind. You're making it, uh, you're putting it into the container of it's time for you to rest. It's time for you to stop thinking. It's time for you to allow the other parts of this being to cooperate in a way that we can work together as a team rather than you being the driving force to control everything. So, um, so the, you know, kind of like, in boxing up the mind is, is the process where you, you take it into a container and you say, listen, you're not responsible for everything here. You're not responsible for everything that happens here. You need to just kind of like settle down, relax, and let the higher self and the body also participate in this experience. And um, I always say this little story because it's like a very funny story. But when I was going through my awakening process, right, the higher self and the mind are constantly like, you have the higher self, hey, do you want to cooperate? The mind's like, not really, maybe not really, you know, it's like, yeah. So, <laughs> right? Between the two things, right? Resonates, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what do you want me to do? You know, I'm here. So, um, so like I was carrying groceries into the house and I was like, um, my mind's like, you're carrying too many groceries, you're going to fall. So I literally stopped on my pathway and I said, mind, how does that help us? Do you want to manifest us falling and hurting ourselves? Why are you talking this way? Fear-based bullshit, you know? And then my higher self is like having this conversation with my mind. See, that's not productive. So you really shouldn't think that way. You should think <laughs> Sounds like a day in my head, Annie. <laughs> like, so, so, so then what I did was, as my mind would have a negative or fear-oriented thought, I would stop what I was doing and I would be like, mind, why are you having that thought? What is the fear? What is the issue behind this? And so we would have these deeper conversations and I used many different techniques when I was going through my awakening process to really go deep, deeper and deeper into what did that situation create? What, what is the program that needs to be deprogrammed? You know, because you have to deprogram yourself to such a high level to then become just a, an open vessel of, of understanding and neutrality. Yeah. Right. So, um, so, so yeah, it's a process and every process has an importance and uh, none, none is more important than the other. And everybody's journey is different. So, um, you know, cause people are like, oh, enlightenment, oh, really? Like you could use that word. Well, enlightenment just means that you've awakened to your sovereignty and to your infinite self, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it's not like this big thing where, you know, the Buddha, you know, sits there for, you know, six Under months. Under the Bodhi tree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I always say that. I didn't come here to sit under the Bodhi tree. <laughs> and, 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 you know, in my opinion, that's great, but that's a waste of an experience here on this planet. This planet is special. So to come to this planet is to experience this planet, in my opinion. Uh, if you wanted to do that, you could have stayed in the seventh dimension frequency and just done yes. that, right? In all, yeah. the planet, all existence, right? Right. We so, came here to create, to create. Right. Yeah. To become 
become master magicians of our creation, right? Yeah. To, uh, so as we manifest our reality, we become better and better at it. And I have to be very careful because I've gotten so good that if, if I have a thought, that thought is probably going to fabricate itself relatively quickly. Me so, too. And then it's like, ah. Oh. Yeah. So you have to be so yeah. right of what's going on because, I mean, you can create good and bad, you know? So when I have yeah. a bad I'm like, erase, erase, erase. Like, yeah. Cancel, cancel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. No, let's go know. let's go back for a minute about these yeah. techniques because they're awesome and they're powerful and people um when we share them people can really be like oh wow that, that helps me i can use that one of the things that um i that inner talking that i would do is i'd have the thought and then i'd be like why would i choose that why would i choose to harm myself that way so those two questions i found myself asking like 15 times a day for like 30, 30 days at one month i think and then it totally was spinning it back the right way which was really cool and then the other piece is having that fear thought okay stop like you said how am i not safe right now why don't i feel safe how am i not safe and then when you really take it all the way to the end and most often you find you are safe and it's that illusion it's that toxic thought form that we've been trained to do all the time to think that way so beautiful beautiful the um let's go back to the reconnective healing for just a minute. Uh, I'm finding, and a lot of other people I talk to as well, is that it doesn't take a lot of sessions at this point for a huge profound shift for people. My, my healing is, um, I did the Reiki stuff too, but I, I have more of shamanic, um, more shamanic type activations as well. And it's true. It doesn't take the way it used to. And, you know, people are talking about med beds and all that kind of stuff, which I don't think we ever need to get to that point. I think that is just showing society what's already possible with frequency and, and healing light. Um, but talk about, you said it takes two, you pretty much two sessions of reconnective healing to really get somebody grounded and connected into the, the, the I would say the new earth grids. Is that kind of your language that we could use? Well, reconnective healing and the reconnection are two different things. So reconnective okay. healing is a, traditional heal, uh, heal non-traditional actually healing session where the you know the the patient lays down um i open the door and uh you know whatever energy uh the person is willing to receive from the you know the universal one infinite system um they'll receive so that's like the first step it's kind of like just cleaning up and getting things that are distorted in the system out of the way and then as once they feel they're ready because the reconnection uh, which is, a, it used to be called an axiotonal alignment. So it's very ancient. And uh, um, Eric Pearl, who started the reconnection, um, he retuned it to, to, to the way it is now. And with that, it's important to know that when you do the reconnection, you are being connected to the planet and to the whole universal system. So there's no going back. So it's not something you can do lightly. Because once you're there, you're there. Your life is probably going to change dramatically after that. Um, and if you're not ready for it mentally, then it could be detrimental to yourself, you know? So I never tell people take it lightly because you can only do it once. It's, you know, it's a, usually takes about 30 to 40 minutes one day. Then you go home, you sleep to integrate. And then you do the second part, which is um, the same as the first, but with a few extra steps that closes it completely up. And then, and then you're reconnected and that's the thing is, is, is so it's so super interesting that 
from you know different readings and different learnings this plan is actually the most difficult to actually be in because we become so separated from source by our own creation so it's like the biggest challenge back to the one infinite creator source so it puts us in that predicament of like can we remember to go back do we know what we came here to do do we understand that what we what our mission was um so it's the it's actually the most because we also become individuals right in a collective consciousness we are all one so when we come here to have this individual experience, it separates us from each other. A paradox. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's actually like the biggest challenge is to come to this planetary system. And, you know, we start off at two, two, second density, you know, third density, you know, fourth density, you know, it's like, we really went to the bottom of the barrel for this experience to really see if we could find ourselves back in our sovereignty, in our oneness, in our infinite, you know, potential that never ends. And um, so, so to awaken is to really realize what you came here to do. And it might not be, you don't know, like with the mission, you know, the human thing, but you know that, you know, you're who you are as an infinite creator in that whole all is one. So, yeah, so reconnection really puts you online is what I call it. And, um, it, and I, I, but I never do it like, oh, the person, you know, I, I really, I do make a little bit of a judgment call on like, is that person ready? Because I would never want to be responsible for putting someone in a position where they weren't ready to receive that high level of energy and really kind of like take their their life, their journey to a totally different level. Um, and the reconnective in energy is so easy. I mean, people can just open their hands and start feeling it between themselves. And even those that don't feel energy will feel something at some point and they're like, oh, wow, that's it. That's that source of energy. Our auric field is that energy, um, you know, and, and when you carry yourself at a higher frequency, people feel that they feel your energy. They're attracted to your energy. And even though they might not know any of what you're talking about and you're not even talking about, they just like sitting in that energy, in that presence, you know, and they smile at you and, you know, you're just, you know, together in that. So, um, so it's, it's so important to like, when, if you do decide, that's why when you do do different types of um, healing modalities, it has to resonate. If it's not resonating, then you say, you know what, I'm not feeling this right now. Like maybe can we just stop or, um, you know, and really because, you know, our energy is so important because it's the essence of who we are and what we're here to do. So um, it's important to really only pick that stuff which resonates. Um, and if it doesn't resonate, then just say, no, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't want to do that right now type thing. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So for me, that that's what really, you know, at this point now, 10 years from now might be completely different, right? Who knows? Like I'm, right. I'm evolving. I, I take one day at a time and, and enjoy this moment for what it is fully. And then, you know, the next moment I'll enjoy fully, hopefully, and so on and so on. Uh, of course, there will be moments that aren't so joyful. We all know that that happens. But then if we could look at them and say, ah, what is the lesson that I need to learn right now? What's the expansion that this is up, This is going to give me an opportunity to find, right? So those are the kind of things where it changes. Getting out of victimhood and being your own creator is just such a wonderful thing. Because even when those hard days come by, you're like, okay, this is for a reason. I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to get through it. And holding yourself with love. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's no longer eating yourself up inside for being human. <laughs> right. And then embracing your godliness too. Right. Right. And that's yeah. a tough one. 
for religion. And that was, you know, I was a born raised Catholic. Okay. So when I, when <laughs> I heard that I'm God itself, I was like, that's blasphemy. How is this possible? this can't be true. God is the most omnipotent, you know, being and, you know, and, um, and, you know, and, 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 you know, I still love Jesus and Mary, you know, like, but I don't, I don't look at them and say, they're my saviors. I am my savior because I am the one infinite creator having a human experience, you know, but religion really kind of like, uh, it's, it compromises the individual to be the full creation of itself because, they, they, they take it to, um, what's the word? That dogma and the logical versus the experiential. And, and they quantify it, right? God yeah. is a, God is a thing. God is, you know, heaven is a place, you know, like, um, that's not how energy works. Energy is always moving and expanding and evolving and experiencing, you know, and, and you can't destroy energy. So we know that we can, we can't destroy it. It just becomes something else, something smaller, something more minute, something more, uh, you know, expansive. So there's, there's no way to destroy energy. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, and that's why I think, you know, a lot of things are changing now too, you know, um, we have to change with the times because we have so much more understanding of science now that we didn't before. We've evolved. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and that's that shift in the awakening is that the Christ is not outside you. It's within you. Like it's the shift from, I'm going to have this person outside of me be my savior and come and, you know, sweep me off my feet and fix me and everything's going to be all great to no, the Christ consciousness is within you. And it right. You rise up as the Christ, just like he did, just like he did. Um, and we've been separated from that very ancient, ancient prior to Christ knowledge for so, so long, so long, way too long. And, and the journey is within like nothing exterior. Yeah. The kingdom is within. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's there, but it's not the important part. And, but that's the hardest part people to like, say, I have to look at myself and not look at anybody else or judge anybody else. And see what my journey is inside of me. What things do I need, want to change? What things do I need to do? That's the hardest task of all, you know? Exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting. And, and a lot of reality, you know, it's mirror reflections. People, re, you know, reflect to us the kind of things that we ourselves are. And people don't like thinking that they are like that person. Because they're saying that person's not a nice person. And But that's a reflection to us. That's an open gateway for us to understand ourselves deeper and better and have a better understanding of that for our growth potential, you know? So a lot of people look at that and they're like, oh yeah, but it's, it's the key, you know? We are all here to help each other uh, grow into the highest, uh, you know, into the highest level of vibration and frequency that we can. Um, and those are different levels for different people and it's all okay, you know? You're right. And the people that frustrate us the most are usually because it's triggering something that's very deep within us that we have within us too. And then that wisdom to open up to love and open our heart to say, oh, I have that in me too. I have that in me too. I love you. I have that in me too. And then we release the need to fight and argue and fix. And no, we're all one. You're me and I'm you. And, and we're, let's have, let's do this with joy. instead of sorrow and instead of instead of victimhood all the time where woe is me and I need to fix this well then let's fix it let's fix it and another another thing that I want to add to that like one practice that I do 
as many times as I remember, because sometimes I forget for a while, but is I, because, um, you know, actions and words are fine, but they are not the ultimate way of transmuting high vibrational energy through our system and through humanity. So the easiest way to do is, is to be the energy itself, to, so to bring that energy and really focus it within yourself and then actually send it out into the web of humanity and the planet and offer it to anyone who is willing to accept it for whatever purpose they need it for. And just sending that vibrational golden rays of energy through the web for everyone it raises the vibrational frequency of all those who are willing to accept it. So the more we activate our energy and share it with the, you know, the planet and, and the people and the animals and, and everything, then the, the more we're going to vibrate at a higher frequency. So it's not all about doing, it's, it's about being, you know, it's about being that source and sharing that source so that, because you don't know what little, flick of energy is going to be that energy that puts that person on their path to their awakening to their realization of who they are that they're not just a human they're more than just a human and um so sending that energy and lead, led, allowing it to be available to whoever wants to pick it up is is a key point and i think we there are a lot of people doing that and that's what's really helping the momentum as well. But I think the more people learn about this practice and start participating in it, the more, that's why I like the uni unity meditations really work and those type of unity type of things. You see dramatic scientific change in violence in cities that do meditations for 60 days. Like these are all things because we are starting to work on a collective consciousness level. Group mind. Look, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. And Powerful. Like the hundredth monkey effect, right? Yes. Like, is you have that pivotal point, then we get to get to the, all get to get to the next level. So it's not about who's getting there and who's not getting there. It's about us all working together to get to the highest level that everyone wants to get to uh, in their, in their journey. You know? And emanating it outward. Right. And it's that's like, again, it's like cells in the body. If you have one cell in the body, that's doing that. Everybody, every cell is going to be like, Whoa, what's happening. Right. And then all of a sudden everything starts turning on just through that hundredth monkey effect. Like you talk about, and that's just how you heal the body. That's exactly how we heal the planet. Exactly. Yeah. And, and when you go to these vortexes or chakras, early lines and stuff, you know, it's kind of like a juice up session, right? You're there and you're like, and then you and need to sleep for three days. Days <laughs> after that, you know, like the, on our last trip, we went to Mount Shasta, and Mount Shasta, oh my gosh, she was just oh. like amazing. I was like, wow, and the experiences that I I felt and stuff. I was like, wow, this is just you know amazing. And but my biggest desire was to share that energy with humanity to whatever level yeah. they want. It, you know so I was doing that a lot like sending it out sending it out sending it out because I was like whoever wants to accept this you know and and it, it doesn't mean they're gonna awaken but it might mean that you know what they're not in poverty now and they're next the next level yeah. of okay sustaining themselves or you know what I'm saying like because let's face it this reality creates a big barrier to awakening because there's so many uh, needs that are necessary for survival on this planet that we end up sometimes not having time to focus on our higher self because 
life here itself is too difficult for so because it's survivalist consciousness right now and yeah. that's what we're coming out of into more of a thriving and and right. like you said that holding that light and sharing that light and spreading that light the more people that do that the more this is going to change and the more quickly it's going to change because i think i think it can be a quantum leap a very oh. quick quantum quantum leap once we hit a critical mass point yeah yeah and, and i think we're there i think you know i do um, too I just don't think, you know, it doesn't happen in one year, you know, like you mentioned a hundred years. I think that's reasonable. I think that within a hundred years, the only people left on this planet will be fourth density or some people call it the fifth dimension, you know, fifth dimension people like uh, that. That's what's going to be left on this planet. And it's going to be a completely different, uh, not completely different, but somewhat different uh, way of living than what we live now. Like I I couldn't see poverty being part of that. I couldn't see people abundance and thriving for all right yeah Yeah. there's no more one percent or yeah some people carrying the load for everyone yeah exactly like the the divine equality of love you know because love is key love and light is the key now we do need darkness or else we don't have contrast and if we didn't have dark understand it right so we wouldn't have experience in the physical in any way even if we are, you know, even if we are light bodies in the next 2000 years, I mean, we're still in some sense of physical, it's still physical at some degree. Yeah. And the thing is, too, is like, this earth has a specific experience for us, you know, so once you're in a higher density, this planet probably isn't going to be useful to us, because we're going to be at a different level of understanding of our vibrational frequency and in a different journey of understanding and learning at the, at the, at the frequency we're at in that dimension, you know, or so, so this planet has a purpose now and we chose it. So when we choose it, we need to embrace it and say, okay, what, what, what's, you know, like I've, I've gotten to the point where like, uh, you know, if the, you know, if this energy is no longer serving to me, I remove it and I dissolve it into the ethers. That's one of my, my, um, so I just say, Hey, you know, like if it's no longer serving me, I remove it and I send it into the ethers, dissipate it into the ethers. So it's important to like remove that, which is no longer needed, no longer necessary. You know, it just kind of fades away naturally anyway. I mean, we can fight it, but it does, it will, it just, it just happens. It just happens. but the more we are conscious of our understanding of it, the faster we evolve. So consciousness, awareness and consciousness is key because too many people live an unconscious life, a right. life where they have an understanding of who they are as an infinite creator. So that consciousness is super important to come to the surface because um, sometimes we take for granted, that, oh yeah, we just, you know, this, that, that. Yeah, but are we consciously doing that? You know, because consciousness is the creation of all things that's why like with children read creativity that is actually that's manifestation right they're creating manifesting right so so important to uh, really become conscious of our actions and our words and our thoughts mostly our thoughts because our thoughts are actually the the biggest form of creation is through our thoughts our imagination yeah yeah and we can when we can be more childlike and we can be more, you know, the little kids who just naturally know to hug each other and don't have, you know, that intolerance doesn't come till later till it's taught. If we all can kind of get back into that inner child place, what a different world it will be very quickly. Yeah. But it, it might also be quite destructive. You have to be careful because like as, as a child, <laughs> <laughs> but under 5.0, 
five, you know, uh, my other business, I own a daycare center. So uh, I've been around children for, you know, 30 years. And, you know, a five, you know, a three-year-old, he'll build the tower, but he also will destroy it, you know? And so, so you have to think, okay, how, and, and for, for the two-year-old or three-year-old, that is, that is how they learn contrast. They have to experience right. the exhilaration of building and then the exhilaration of destruction, right? So there's exhilaration <laughs> in different ways. So, and is, right. And is that the wisdom of unattachment, right? <laughs> <laughs> The friend was ready for it yet. And then right. the trauma of the right. We can do so. better than this. Let's start over. <laughs> oh, so fun. Annie, yes. I could talk to you all day. I literally could. And for those who are watching, this is literally the first time we've talked for, you know, ever because we found each other online and we just were like magnetized to each other that, you know, that 5D frequency. So anyway, why don't you share for me one more time how, if anybody's watching and interested in the reconnective healing, can you share your information real quick again? And then we'll definitely have to do this again someday. Sure. They can, uh, I have a website, it's Gaia's Healing Community, um, dot com, and um, it's Annie at Gaia's Healing Community for an email. Um, the website has all the information. Um, as I do travel, I'm not always in upstate New York um, to do, the reconnection needs to be done live, so that's something you have to do in the studio uh, type thing, so that is scheduled um, if someone needs a reconnection, a reconnective healing, then that can be done remotely. And that's just as powerful remotely as it is in person. Um, but all the information can be right at GaiasHealingCommunity.com and um, everything's there. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to help whoever needs it at the time. I find that this modality is whoever needs to find me finds me kind of thing. So it's like a magnet. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Create itself. It's great. Yeah, the souls that need you will find you for sure. Uh, before we go, do you want to do one quick little one-liner, a couple liners on what do you think is most important for people to know right now? Um, you know, I, I think it's just be in divine neutrality, like be in divine neutrality because, you know, love and light are the encompassment of the energy, but light and love is the action of it mm -hmm. so we need to know that we are the love and light of our reality but then our action is the light and the love of that reality so put it into action and it doesn't have to be you know um, difficult it has as simple as just sending out that light and love energy into the planetary system into the grid, into the humans and allowing those who want it to receive it because we can't force our energy on anybody. So just be the light and you'll find your life will change in miraculous ways. Thank you for being such a powerful bright light on this planet so very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing with me this with me and I will chat with you soon. And um, thanks for joining us, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.